everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. Last week you heard the harrowing story of one woman's journey to faith in Jesus Christ and the strength she would need to overcome not only the brutal regime she lived under in communist Romania, but that of her own family. Or were they? These and other questions would taunt my next guest for years to come. What was the truth? And why was everything such a secret? In the meantime, Virginia would persevere to realize her dream of becoming an attorney, go on to marry, have children, and all the while continue speaking truth to power. But at what cost? Here to share more of her incredible and true story is international human rights attorney, speaker, and author of her just-released memoir, Saving My Assassin. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to testimony Virginia Prodan. Virginia, welcome back to Testimony. Thank you so much. Virginia, your life and life's work reads like a thriller novel, in my view. I absolutely love your book. It's the one that movies are made of and should be. For this segment, I want to pick up where we left off last week in part two of our three-part conversation. The man who walked into your office, what was different about him and why that led you to faith in Jesus Christ. And then I want you to take our listeners through those dark days of interrogation, the politics of the courtroom, and the miracles that would transpire because you chose to stand for freedom. Virginia Prodan, please tell us more. I remember the day, as we talked last time, that I came from uh, my work in a courtroom, and I was so discouraged that I couldn't find the truth. I was searching for the truth all my life. But the day when I came to my office and I expressed to my secretary that I cannot find the truth, so I don't want to be a lawyer anymore, she just looked up at me and said, Welcome to reality. There is someone in your office, and uh, you take the file. So she gave me the file. I walk into my office, and I recognize the client. Uh, I have been working with him for more than uh, a year, helping him, and uh, I noticed several things in his life. I noticed that he had joy in a joyless land. He had hope when nobody else had hope and many other qualities. But I was just thinking about where is the truth, where I can find the truth. And all of a sudden, I pointed to him, and I said, I want to have in my life what you have in your life. And he said, do you go to church? And I was so surprised. I was asking myself, what going to church has to do with anything about finding the truth? But I was so determined to find the truth, and I just responded, yes, at Christmas and Easter, it was just a ritual. So he invited me to his church, and uh, again, I did something that was very dangerous after communists. I said yes, without asking what church, where he's going to take me, but again, <laughs> there was a desire to find the truth. So the next Sunday, he was waiting for us in front of the church, so I took my girls, and we arrived there. 
and I noticed there was a different kind of church like any other church. I went inside and I heard, I remember hearing the choir singing, um, Sinner come home, but I didn't recognize the word sinner. I didn't know what that was, but I noticed there was a very welcome atmosphere. So as soon as we stood in our chairs, the pastor came and opened the Bible and read, I am the truth, the way, and the life. And I was glued to the pastor. I really believed that he was talking to me, and Christ came so real. I realized that all my search for the truth, I was looking in the wrong places. I could not find the truth in uh, law books, but the truth was in the Bible, Jesus Christ. And that day I accepted Christ. And I did not realize that I was the only lawyer in Romania uh, accepting Christ. And soon after that, lots of churches and um, Christians came to uh, me to help them, because uh, Christians who will have a Bible in their homes or uh, share the Bible with others will be put in jail for having a Bible or sharing the Bible. Christians who will watch a Jesus movie will be put in jail, and their children will be taken to government orphanages. Churches will be demolished because the government never allowed them to extend or maintain the church. And, of course, the government took um, the land, demolished the churches, and took the land. But when I started to defend those churches, I used the laws that we had in Romania, the laws that were adopted long before communists came to Romania, but they were in the book, and uh, I used them to protect the churches and Christians. But the government was not very happy. Under interrogation and during surveillance and uh, threats, I was told that when I use those uh, Romanian laws, I am an enemy of the state, because the government said that those laws were just a window kind of protection for the Romanian government to prove to the Western civilization that we have uh, a protection of religious rights and freedom, but every lawyer was threatened not to use, and none of them used. I was the only one using. And the more I won those cases, the more I became a target to the government. I was put under house arrest. I was... Uh, interrogated daily, I was tortured, I was told that uh, I will be killed or my kids will be killed, and I got to a point where I was close to be actually executed by the order of Ceausescu himself. But by the grace of God, I'm alive. Amen and amen, and that was the dictator of Romania at that time, which the end of your book will share. He was dethroned. You stood on your faith in Jesus Christ, you were praying for your persecutors and your enemies while you were going through the courts and being interrogated, which I found to be so remarkable. Because what would explain, Virginia, the faith and the courage you had? You grew up under such fear and depression. You did not even know who your real parents were. You would find out years later who your real mother was. And that would help explain, in part, why you had such a painful childhood. You dove into books to get release and to get freedom anywhere but 
where you were. One of the books that you read was Jane Eyre, and I'd like for you to share with our listeners why Jane Eyre was such a book of hope for you at that time. I think it was my way of coping with reality. I took courage from her because she was different. Her parents, like I was different uh, in a parent. Her parents didn't like her, like my parents. And she was never a product, or she never accepted to be a product of circumstances. But she was conquering uh, her world by perseverance, by lack of fear, and she inspired me that one day my day will be much better, that I will find the truth about who I was, who my parents were, and uh, uh, that gave me courage. That gave me courage not only for myself, but even for my enemies. Um, I remember many times when they would hit me and blood would come out of my nose or ears or throat, or uh, they would do crazy things. Uh, to me in the interrogation room. I remember looking straight up at them because inside of me I was thinking they are here by um, um, human appointment. They have a job, but I'm here by a godly appointment that they might see Christ in me and accept him as a Lord and Savior. So out of that, because I look at their souls and not their actions, I told them that I don't like what they were doing but I know that God, lo- God loves them, and God wants me to love them. And they were huge, uh, strong men that, after my words of uh, understanding and expressing love, they had to turn their heads uh, because they were crying. Love, Christ's love touches anyone, and we are. We have inside the love of Christ. Christ lives in us. And no matter our pain and our sufferings, we are ready through Christ to show others his love that will conquer them. Amen and amen. And in reading your book, you have done that, and beautifully so. A testimony, which is the foundation of this broadcast, Revelation twelve eleven, which states, We overcome the evil one. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, you were literally testifying before the courts, the communist courts, at the risk of your own life. When others, when friends, when associates saw what you were doing, and they decided to make an exit, and not for truth. Your thoughts on that in our remaining moments here today for part two. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Virginia Prodan author of Saving My Assassin, Virginia. I, I had friends, I remember colleagues in law school, they were prosecutors and judges and lawyers, and I do remember some of them just seeing them on a hallway of the courtroom. Some of them will look into my eyes and say, go on, I don't have your courage. But by the, their body language, others will put their, their heads down because they felt sorry for themselves because they don't have that courage. Others will look straight into my eyes and will express, I want to kill you now. You create so many problems. But I think the most important uh, and the, the, the highest honor for a Christian is to suffer for Christ and show others the love of Christ. 
because that is done in God's power. It's beyond our capacity as a human being. Christ in us, as we allowed him to work in us and around us, does that job for us, gives us the love, gives us the understanding, and knowing that we were appointed, I was appointed for a job, that God not only gave me that appointment, but God gave me every tool, even though during that time I had to suffer. But suffering for Christ and our suffering, even under interrogation and uh, torture, it's nothing compared with what Christ suffered on the cross for us to move us from hell to heaven. So we are honored to suffer for Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to acclaimed international human rights attorney, speaker, writer, and author, Virginia Prodan, on her just-released memoir, Saving My Assassin. You can learn more about Virginia's work, ministry, and mission by visiting virginiaprodonbooks.com and get her book, Get Inspired, and Get Hope That Nothing Is Impossible With God. Virginia, your harrowing story of overcoming what most would have run from and did is one for the ages. A classic case study in faith over fear, Christ over communism, and the saving of souls over self-preservation. You lived it, you know, and in the end, Christ honored it all. We look forward to hearing the stunning conclusion next week. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, too. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.